When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. You don't seem like a public menace to me. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. All right, welcome back. Mackey and Judd. I think we've, we've ticked off a few millennials. I am a millennial. I'm just saying we didn't invent brunch. We didn't invent journey. Just pump the brakes. <laughs> it's not that hard to My Twitter realize timeline. that. No. Uh, so I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm a millennial. I can say it. I can criticize us. The Wolves are playing tonight. <laughs> tonight on ESPN against the Chicago Bulls, and Dave Pash is going to call that game. Uh, And so, A, thanks for joining us, Dave. We really appreciate it. But the last time the Wolves played, which was one of the best regular season games of the year against the Cavs a couple nights ago, the Cavs traded half their roster since that game 48 hours ago. How about that news yesterday? Yeah, that was, uh, I was shocked. I mean, I I think everybody was when they saw that. Not that there were any trades made, but that, uh, the names of who were traded. Uh, I mean, the Dwayne Wade thing, it's basically, <laughs> they said, well, this isn't working. Derek Rose, this, this didn't work. We tried to put all these big names together, LeBron's buddies together, along with, uh, you know, bringing in Isaiah Thomas because we had to do, you know, get something for Kyrie. This didn't work. All right. We're blowing it up. I mean, to, to, to admit, first of all, it didn't work. You know, a lot of guys wouldn't do that. Yep. And then second of all, to actually pull the trigger on those trades uh, and keep the uh, draft pick that they have from the Nets. Uh, I think if you're, I don't know that LeBron's coming back. Nobody knows. Uh, he, he probably doesn't even know at this point. But if you want him back, they did everything they could to entice him to return based on the people they brought in along with keeping that pick. Hey, how, how uh, potentially improved do you think the roster is after all the moves that they made on uh, Thursday? I, I think it's pretty good. I mean, I, I, I like what they did. Obviously, Isaiah Thomas wasn't working along with the fact that, you know, he's got the hip. You don't know if he's 100% from that. You know, the, Kevin Love's going to be back for the playoffs. So you look at, you, you bring in Clarkson, who I, I've always felt is a good player. Um, you know, I think Larry Nance provides some energy, a guy off the bench that will rebound and defend. Uh, I, you know, I thought they did a pretty good job. George Hill, obviously a veteran. Um, it's another guy that can handle the ball and another guy that can spread the floor. I mean, I, I thought they did really well. Uh, Dave, you're going to be calling that game tonight on ESPN, Wolves and Bulls. And I think we've, you know, we're all very excited that this is the best season the Wolves have had since, I don't know, 14 years ago. But I think we're all pretty realistic. It's not the Warriors or the Rockets that we're watching. And so we're a little bit tempered in our playoff expectations. But from what you've seen and from what you can kind of gather, how far do you think this Wolves team with Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns can realistically go once they get to the postseason? Well, I think, you know, you mentioned it. Look, they're, they're in the playoffs. I know Jeff Van Gundy said this several times, uh, you know, that 
people in Minnesota, they, they I, understandably, after last year, the names you brought in, bringing in Tom Thibodeau, now getting Jimmy Butler, uh, and, and watching the fact that they're last in the league in field goal defense, saying, what's going on? Why aren't they better? But, you know, when's the last time the Wolves were, you know, 11 games over 500 and in position to not only make the playoffs, but have home court, uh, maybe win a series. Um, so I think patience is... I know it's easy to say Wolves fans have waited for this for a long time, but they're close. I mean, they've, they've got so much young talent. They're still learning how to defend. I think Butler is Tibbs on the floor, obviously. Um, Towns and Wiggins, it seems like it's better defensively, maybe inconsistent, but they have enough. I mean, I think they have enough to win a series. I, the West is so good. It's so deep. San Antonio is not a great team. I think if you ask Pop, he would – he would probably say, you know, it's surprising that where they are without Kawhi Leonard. So, you know, clearly Golden State and Houston are the top two teams. I think Minnesota and OKC, uh, if Kawhi comes back, San Antonio is in that group. So what's to say the Wolves can't win a series and then make things interesting in the second round because of how much talent they have? Your uh, thoughts on Derek Rose potentially joining this team? Because it seems like once the Jazz let him go, there's a very good chance that uh, Tibbs is going to pick his old buddy up. I just don't know how much he's got left, you know, how much he can help. Um, I guess if you're looking at, okay, uh, we're going to bring him in, uh, you know, and with Tyus Jones there, okay, maybe we play Rose sometimes, some nights we don't play him. Uh, I, I guess if you think that you, you can still get something out of him, then I, I, I think it's worth it. You know, I don't think it's you, you worry about really a chemistry issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there were, I remember there was discussion about him and Butler here, in Chicago, but you know, it, it seemed like whoever you talked to, nobody really felt that that was that big of an issue. Uh, Rose and Butler, uh, so I, I think it'd be fine. I, I don't think it's going to put you over the top, but you know, it's another body with playoff experience. And if if Tibbs feels, I mean, Tibbs will know if he's got something left. I mean, Tibbs watches more you know film than anybody, so he's going to know by watching tape. And you know, if they get a chance to work. Derek Al, whether he's got something left. Uh, I gotta. I want to go off the board with you a little bit here. Who, who's going to be the Arizona Cardinals quarterback next year, Dave? <laughs> I have no idea. I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I thought Alex Smith. I really thought there was a chance, but obviously that's not happening. Um, yeah, I mean, you're looking at – I think they're going to get somebody uh, through either a trade or free agency, and then they're going to draft somebody. I, I think they're going to go all out. They're going to identify a quarterback in the draft and go get him easier said than done but you know right now they've got in the nfc west they have the the worst quarterback situation you got jimmy g in san francisco yeah locked in with that huge deal obviously golf is you know coming off a great year uh and you still have russell wilson in seattle so the cardinals finished eight and eight basically playing a third string quarterback most of the year so um to me they're very similar to jacksonville they have a lot of pieces on defense um they just need a quarterback that's an absurd division right now. I mean, like Russell Wilson alone, you know, the Seahawks have a lot of problems, but he might be a Hall of Famer. And then the other two upstart teams, you mentioned Jimmy G. It's like the Cardinals all of a sudden find themselves in sort of fourth place in that division, but a chance to pop right back up. You know, I just caution. I've talked to a lot of people kind of forget, you know, they finished 8-8. Eight and eight. I mean, David Johnson got hurt week one, did not play the entire year. And believe me, I'm not. You know, I work for the organization. I'm a team employee, but I mean, I'm pretty realistic. I mean, I, I usually, when things aren't good, you say it's not good. But when you lose your best player, David Johnson, mm-hmm. for the entire season, 
your offense changes because the offense was all about him. Um, you really got no help from anybody at receiver other than Larry Fitzgerald. And somehow you, without Carson Palmer for most of the year and Drew Stanton for most of the year, you won eight games. So I, I think they're close. I think if they get the right quarterback with David Johnson healthy, they get another receiver and their left tackle, DJ Humphreys, is healthy. He tore his ACL midway through the year. Played great before that. I think, you know, they could be the team that, uh, like Jacksonville, that uh, had, a, had a great turnaround, even though they won five more games this year than Jacksonville did last year. David, in your mind, uh, what, if anything, does Adrian Peterson have left? We saw the quotes a couple uh, weeks back or, or last week about him saying that he'd like to play for four or five more years, which we were skeptical of in his last year here. After seeing him play in uh, 2017, your thoughts on what his future might hold? Well, I'll tell you, the first game he played, um, uh, it was just, it was an, it was like a freight train uh, running away. I mean, he, he was unbelievable the first game uh, against Tampa Bay. Um, and then, you know, teams started to stack the box. Carson Palmer got hurt. So it was all about stopping Adrian Peterson. Uh, and, you know, he had some decent games. And then, his, you know, I hurt his neck. If he's healthy, um, I mean, I think the Cardinals would bring him back at the right price uh, because, you know, he's different than David Johnson. Uh, he still has that other gear. Uh, I think because he's such a freak athletically, he could keep playing for a few more years. I mean, there haven't been too many guys that have come into the NFL physically like Adrian Peterson in the history of the game. So uh, I, I think he can keep playing. I just don't know that financially, because you have David Johnson, uh, it, you know, how much do you have to pay him to, to have him be your backup? Yeah. Uh, Dave Pash is with us. He's going to call the Bulls Wolves tonight on ESPN, which you can find at 8.30 local time here. Um, so if you could make, Dave, a pie chart of emotions you feel on any given night when you work with Bill Walton, like what does that pie chart of emotion, is it is it part fun, part annoyed, part fear? Like what what does your pie chart of emotions look like? Well, if I told you, I'd give away the secrets. I can't, I can't <laughs> no. give away trade secrets here. No, I, it, it, it's fun. I, I enjoy it. You know, certainly there are times you, you know, scratch your head and shake your head and want to hit him in the head. But, you know, for the most part, it's it's fun. You know, last night, it's like, why are you going to Chicago? Because we were in two – I mean, I, I flew in from uh, from Phoenix last night, and obviously the weather is a little different here than it was there. And He's like, why are you going to Chicago? It's 83 degrees here. Why don't you stay here? Well, Bill, I, I have an assignment. and work for ESPN, and they have me assigned to this game. Uh, so, you know, it's you never know what he's going to say, but uh, we, we, we do enjoy. Uh, it's going to be fun. We're doing an NBA game next week. We have the annual uh, crossover. Oh, yeah? So Bill, Doris, and I will be out in Portland doing the Warriors Blazers. So that'll be fun for Bill to do a game back in Portland. What's the what's the single uh, most surprising or craziest thing on a, a telecast that Bill has said? Wow, uh, there's so many. Uh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I mean, there's there's some probably I shouldn't repeat because uh, they're just things that come out of his mouth. Sometimes people catch it, sometimes people don't. Um, I, I honestly, I, I don't, there's so many of them. I mean, there's you know there's a couple this year that you know you kind of. Look, look at him sideways. Um, and it's not always what he says. Sometimes it's it's what he does. I mean, you know, bringing the cactus, the dead cactus tree. And uh, I think when he had, uh, there's this guy in Tucson. I think his name is Ravenwood. Um, I don't know if he's like a witch doctor or something, but you know, he had Bill laying on the ground earlier this year in Tucson, and he was 
uh, walking around Bill with a staff. Um, I don't know if he was putting a curse on him or blessing him or what he was doing, but Bill says, if you ask Bill which it was, he says, what's the difference? So that was probably the one thing this year that I don't know that I'll be able to get out of my mind. No, There, there was a telecast I was watching where I think uh, you and Bill were talking about the Grateful Dead, and Bill, I believe, said something about taking your son along on a Grateful Dead tour, oh, and no. your and your reaction was absolutely fantastic, which is, that will never happen, no, Bill. No, no, do not let that happen. <laughs> yeah, no, Zeke, who's uh, in sixth grade, he's never even heard of the Grateful Dead. Um, and, yeah, Bill... Uh, Bill, Bill, he loves to talk about my family in the air, which I appreciate. Bill, Bill's very kind to my kids and, and my wife, and he always apologized. My wife was at the game last night. He said to her, you know, I'm sorry I'm ruining your life. And <laughs> ruining, I'm, I'm sorry I've ruined what's-his-name's career. <laughs> you know, um, but, yeah, Zeke, Zeke was there. He wasn't getting within a... Uh, a hundred thousand miles of, of any great show. <laughs> well, we appreciate you. What's his name joining us? Dave Pash. Thanks, Dave. You can hear him tonight. Wolves and Bulls on ESPN eight thirty local time here in the Twin Cities. Uh, Dave, good stuff, man. Appreciate okay, it. guys. Anytime. Take care. All right. Uh, he's also in case in case that Cardinals angle seemed odd. He's the radio voice of the Cardinals too. Of the, he's been the radio voice of the Arizona Cardinals since like two thousand two. Mm-hmm. So that's why we are asking football questions. But that's pretty funny. Bill Walton. He posted a, a video of Bill Walton. This is last night. They were doing a UCLA game last night, and it's like Bill Walton at some massage place getting his both palms massaged by two different people with a tie-dye shirt on. Mm-hmm. I don't have the volume up, so it's very weird, but it's, pro- it's probably even more weird if the volume's on. Don't you guys agree that after talking to Pash, I've always, uh, when, when Dave plays this, uh, on stuff, the stuff from the, those two, I've always thought to myself, I wonder if it's completely an act or if it's worked out a little bit. I think it's it's pretty genuine. Yeah, I think, I think he, Pash I think is he genuinely has his personality, like, yeah. and then and then Bill Walton has his, and it just works. It seems like Pash knows it's coming. He just doesn't know what it is. Yes. Right. He knows to be prepared for something ridiculous <laughs> off the wall and probably embarrassing. There's some stories. There's some stories I can't repeat. I like that answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are gonna we're gonna play a game show here before the end of the hour. We're gonna test Judd's knowledge along with a couple callers, but. Not quite yet. Just listen for game show music and have the number written down, 651-646-8255, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Let's go back to that just dog of a wild performance last night where you ranted off the top of the show. And I have a question for you about the wild. Mackie and Judd now continue. This was better than a kick in the jaw. On 1500 ESPN. Keller fires and scores, and the Coyotes come from three goals down to win in overtime here in St. Paul tonight. Even when I threw nothing, I wasn't comfortable. I mean, we weren't skating. Uh, they were beating us to every loose puck. They were outworking us, and uh, uh, we got three three goals, but uh, it, it wasn't a 3 nothing game at the time. Oh, that's not good enough. <laughs> it's pretty simple. It was the message after the game, and it's the, it's the message from here on in. I mean, you're fighting for your playoff lives, and you come up and you blow a 3 nothing lead to a team that's, that doesn't, isn't going to be in the playoffs. It's not, it's not, uh, you can't uh, be successful if you do that. All right, I got a question for you. That's the worst loss of the year, yeah. for one. By the wild. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. Worst it's loss of the year. Completely embarrassing. So this might be a rhetorical question because I don't know if I mean I think you probably agree with, with this rhetorical question. But if you're the wild right now, what are you selling? 
Like, what's what's your pitch? Because I can go up and down the other sports teams in this town, and I can say the Timberwolves are selling Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler as one of the best tag team duos in the entire league, and they're selling improved defense. Sure. Like, they're just they're selling a better roster and a playoff-caliber team that has a chance to, to make a run and win a series or two. Mm-hmm. The Vikings are selling one of the best defenses in the league, one of the best strategic coaches in the NFL, and a really hard-working, blue-collar, offensive combination of guys who were undrafted and and guys who were in the fifth round, third round center, all sort of overachieving. Like, it's easy to say what, what you're selling. Um, who am I missing? The Twins. The Twins are selling a revamped bullpen. They're selling one of the best young lineups in baseball, one of the most exciting collections of outfield defense, and the best outfield defender, Byron Buxton. What's the Wild selling right now? A bunch of 34-year-old fading all-stars? Koivu and Parisi well, uh, and first of all, Suter? First of all, what, they're, what they continue to sell to their fans, and that they always will, is that you live in the state of hockey, and this is our ice. So when you, so when you drive in from Mound with a tin can of ice, and we put you on the bench and say, here's Larry and Nancy and little Larry Jr. to dump this can of water on the ice, because this is our ice. crappy hockey. Why don't you buy another jersey? Because we're making more of them. And you can get them at the Hockey Lodge. Marked down to $185 from $187 yesterday. So why don't you buy a jersey? Right. What they what they should be doing, they should be selling very simply, is um, if they had a plan here, they would be on the phone today and they would be selling guys like Eric Stahl. I mean, they should be... They should be selling their players. They should be trying to revamp this roster. They should re- They should realize if they did any soul-searching at all and, and were realistic with themselves, what they would be doing is they would come to the conclusion this hasn't worked and it's not going to work, and it's not going to work with this group. They are, and this is not this year. Last year was a very nice 106-point pop-up year that ended disappointingly. But for the most part, going back to Mike Yo's time here, this is a dysfunctional group. And they are largely what the Cavaliers became, just sans LeBron. You don't have the star. But it's the same thing. Yeah, Your problems start in the locker room. Your problems start in that room. And and when I w- was talking to you guys a couple days ago about consistency, I understand that no team in any sport is going to be great or really good every single game. But what we saw last night was what drives people like me crazy, which is you had a three-goal lead on a 33-point team, the worst team in the National Hockey League. A three-goal lead at home where you're good yeah. and you couldn't hold it. So... If they were realistic with themselves, I think that they would, They would. you might not come out and say it like the Rangers did on Thursday, but I think what you would have is internal discussions about what can we do here and how can we, after giving out all these big contracts, many of which have no movement clauses, which which make things very tough, how can we at least start to move the parts uh, for draft picks and or young players. Yeah, because so like, that, that's what you're selling. Because like I'm looking at I'm looking at the roster and just the the overall vibe, and they might even make the playoffs despite all these problems. Who knows? You get in, and I've had a couple people tweet or email in. Well, hockey, if you just get in, eight seeds can win. And yeah, but if we looked at the formula for those seven and eight seeds that do get in, it's crazy goaltending performances for two months, or it's a team that probably that maybe had a couple injuries early in the year, it's, and it's different. The the whether you use the eye test or or you go with the advanced stats, 
There were people, Collar was telling me, because he is way into this, he was telling me about halfway through last year that he had a buddy who said Nashville's going to be great. Once playoffs start, they're going to be great. And they underachieved, but they made the playoffs, and they made a run to the Stanley Cup Finals. The Kings about five years back, same thing. And so that fools people into saying, well, all eight seeds get, no, that's not true. Right. The Wild, I, I believe this is true still after, I haven't checked in a couple weeks, but five on five, the worst puck possession team in the NHL. And there's so, other an- analytics that are also very mm-hmm. damning about that. Yeah. So back to the what are you selling? You can't you, you can't sell me Parisi, Koivu, Suter anymore. You can kind of sell me Stahl because he's still playing at a high level. Like you can't sell me those guys anymore. Those guys are 33 and 34 years old. You can't sell me Charlie Coyle anymore. You can't sell me in terms of top caliber players. You can't sell me Nino Niederreiter anymore. You can't. Well, J- I'm not going to buy it. And Jason Zucker, I'll buy Byron Buxton. And Jason Zucker has a week where he scores five goals, and you think this guy's fantastic, and then he'll go two weeks where he doesn't score a goal. And, yeah. and then and then Granlund and Zucker last night are both on the ice for three goals against. The What the Wild has going for it, I'm telling you, their fan base, it is Stockholm Syndrome. They have somehow fooled these people into believing that what they're watching is great. And the pushback, the pushback last night, it should have been pretty big. It wasn't. Yeah, they parade mom and dad, and they tell you, you, they get mom and dad and little Johnny and Susie up there. I mean, you literally have people dumping water on the ice and them telling you, this is our ice, where you're about to go embarrass yourself. You Did you dump urine? Did, did, I you thought, dump, did you dump something else on the I, ice? I, <laughs> just peeing on the ice. <laughs> it is just it, it, it is a testament to their marketing, and I guess it's really good. But they this dedicated fan base that never seems to see through the fact yeah. that this is an incredibly dysfunctional group. And I don't blame the coach here, and there are people that, that do. And is the overtime philosophy always the best? Probably not. But guess what? That's not your primary problem. Your primary problem is that you're stuck with all these players, and they don't work together. And you also don't have a star. This thing aged quick, too. It's 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 hard when you're in that moment. When you're watching playoff runs and you're watching a team maybe get to the second round and fight with the Blackhawks, it's hard to step back from that and say, eh, Parisi's 30, he's 31. I'll give you. He's 32, and now all of a sudden, he's out for half the season. He's had surgeries. He's he's not the same guy. Yep. Ryan Suter gets slower by the year, even though he can still be a productive Suter, player. So he might be productive for another five years. Suter, uh, so uh, Collar and I were doing the uh, the Hockey Venture podcast a couple days ago, and so Brodeen broke his hand. So Dumba had played with Brodeen, and they'd actually been playing together for quite some time now and playing well. And I said to Collar on the podcast, I said, why don't they now take Suter and put him with Dumba to stabilize? Because if you put Dumba, you can't put him with just an, any defenseman. He struggles because he plays an offensive style. Last night he made another stupid pass in, in his own zone. It got, picked, it got picked off, and Dubnik made the save. And Collar went and looked up, and he said, here's why. When Suter's with Spurgeon... His advanced stats are fantastic. If you put him with Dumba, they go way down. That's not a superstar. That's not a superstar then. Because Would that have been the case three years ago? I would guess probably not, but I can't say that for sure. Yeah. And your best defenseman on this team right now is Spurgeon. But my point being is, to Collar, was when you're paying a guy 13 mil or so per year, when you're paying that much, you're telling me you can't put him with a younger offensive defenseman to stabilize him because that and that's why Suter has to play in his mind with Spurgeon. That's not a superstar. 
That's a nice player. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. It, it just it almost feels like, and I don't know. I mean, it's not like I, I'm not in the locker room, so I'm just speculating based on things that have been reported and things that people say. It's felt like five years. It's felt like there's some star talent, and now even that's eroding because of the ages of these guys. But there's there's always been a lack of accountability, and a lack there there's always been yes a somebody else's fault mentality. Yes, either a coach's fault. Or there's always something. It's never put it on me. Hey, I'm a. Le-. There's a lot of past the buck leadership. It seems like on the outside looking in, oh, just no, a I lot think- of like shoulder shrugging and well, we got to do this, we got to do that, and or they got to do this, and I don't know. There's never any great answers. And sometimes it's just hockey is hockey, and they might have had teams that were good enough for a couple of years to win the championship, and they got beat because hockey can be volatile in the postseason. But the reality is, if we're being objective. And your main selling point is a bunch of 34-year-old fading All-Stars and a second wave of players where Mikhail Granlin's the only one who's really, truly panned out, even close to the degree that you had hoped. The window's shut. Like, it's the well, window right. is not what it was. And and you signed uh, two guys to 13-year, $98 million contracts, and ultimately what you're going to have gotten was to the second round. So you can't even say you didn't even get to the conference championship. That, that's what I was going to say. So you can't even look back and say, well, at least in in this year we, we made the conference finals and got close. Oof. You signed two guys to mega contracts that weighed you down for years and years, and the furthest you got was a second round series, ex- and you never got near getting past the Blackhawks. Hey, you had half of an expansion roster and went deeper in two thousand two. Correct, two thousand two, two thousand three. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. So. You know, let's brighten the mood and play a game show here. We're going to put Judd's knowledge to the test against callers 5 and 6. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. It's Game Show Friday live from the TCL Broadcast Studios when we come back. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. From that day on, we was always together. Mackey and Judd. Like peas and carrots. On 1500 ESPN. Game Show Friday! It is Game Show Friday with Mackie and John! Here are your hosts, Phil Mackie and Judd Zolgan! Hey! Good to be back after we had to take last Friday off. Hey yo! Um, well, we didn't have to. It was just, it was but radio it road and chaos. Yeah. Yeah. But we are back. It's good to be back. That's right. And this episode of Game Show Friday is sponsored by Chris Lindahl, the number one REMAX results team. I'm going to hang out with Chris after the show today and, uh, you know, get a little lunch and talk a little shop. Sell a couple houses? Maybe sell a couple houses. Maybe do it live on the air. Maybe do some real estate. We'll see. I'm not sure. During GL? But Chris Lindahl is the number one REMAX results team and um, proud to have worked with him over the last year. And he is sponsoring today's episode of Game Show Friday, Mm -hmm. which includes for prizes a lot of go for hockey tickets here. Let's pump it up here, go for hockey, okay? Let's, it's down the stretch. We're giving you tickets, a four pack of club room tickets to Mariucci Arena, or is it 3M Arena at Mariucci now? I always get it mixed up. Yeah. Yeah, it's 3M Arena at Mariucci Mariucci. in the Big Ten Hockey Conference. Friday, February 16th against Ohio State and a couple of parking passes. We also have uh, tickets for the 17th the next day on that Saturday against Ohio State and parking passes and two four-packs of tickets to the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show 
valid for any day between February 16th and 18th. We are uh, happy to once again be putting on one of the most fun experiences that we do as a station, the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show next Friday and uh, all through the weekend. So, Dave Harrigan, we've got Thomas on the line. Let's do this here. We'll pull Thomas and Sean. What's up, Thomas? Are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? We got you loud and clear. Sean, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Tell Sean, Thomas, and Judd Zolgad, Dave Harrigan, what game they'll be playing today. Sean, Thomas, and Judd Zolgad, get ready for a very special edition of Olympic hockey player, Olympic freestyle skier slash snowboarder, or Edina Black squirt hockey player. Wow. I got a better chance with the squirts. Can you specify what you mean by Edina Black squirt hockey player? I mean, it is the squirt division, and this is the Edina Black team versus Edina Green or Edina Yellow. Okay. This is not a racial thing, Phil Mackey. (laughs) Just wanted to make sure. I didn't see it going there. Wow. Oh, well, all right. First time, long time for me. All right, so I'm we're, excited. We're gonna. So, Judd, so you're with the uh, brothers, huh? Okay. Well, you know, in the corner of the clubhouse. Yeah, you know the the brothers in the clubhouse, Pat. You mean you the, can't say? So you mean? <laughs> no, I mean uh, Pat. Stop. Uh, all right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna throw out a name, and we're gonna do this. Uh, we're gonna give you all four ch- four shots at this, and then you have to decide: is it a U.S. Olympic hockey player, a U.S. Freestyle skier slash snowboarder, or a member of the Edina Squirt hockey roster. Judd, we're going to start with you. Are All you ready right. for this? Yeah. All heck right. Yeah. Let's go with. Uh, let's go, Chad Billins. Chad Billins. Oh, I am. Go five so seconds. It, it's Olympic hockey player. What's the second one? U.S. freestyle skier, snowboarder, I'm, or I'm squirt hockey player. I'm going freestyle skier. Oh, sorry. That is a member of the U.S. Olympic hockey team, your favorite sport. <laughs> no, it's so not. Apparently, you don't follow my, very closely. I'm not following at all. These guys are guys from the Anoka Rec League. I don't care. Defenseman number four. Well, yep. I hope he does well. Thomas, are you ready? Thomas? Yeah, I'm here, guys. Are you confident? Of course, I'm Judd before, so why wouldn't I be now? Well, yeah, this, there it is. Yeah, there you go. All right, we'll give you this one. Uh, let's go with Henry Salmon. Henry Salmon. Thomas, is that a U.S. hockey player, a U.S. skier, snowboarder, or an Edina squirt hockey player? Um, boy, I'm gonna go with Edina squirt. That is correct. Yes, well Henry Salmon, a, f- a fearsome defenseman. For the well, Edina Squirts. The salmon would throw you off with the skiing thing, but I was like, well, oh, that wouldn't be on the team. They would be, maybe be a manufacturer of ski products. <laughs> see, see, Thomas is Thomas on his A game today. Deep. He's on his A game. You're giving it way more thought than I did. Uh, well, Sean. I haven't lost to you yet, Judd. So. <laughs> no, and, and you won't today, Thomas. Uh, Sean, are you ready here? Yeah, let's, let's do it. All right, let's go with let's go with Garrett Rowe. Garrett Rowe, U.S. hockey player, U.S. skier, snowboarder, or Edina Squirt hockey player. I'll take a stab at skier. Mm, no, that's one of the best hockey players, non-NHL, the U.S. has to offer. Who is it again? Uh, Garrett Rowe. He's a forward, number 11. Sure, yep, yeah. Yeah, you should have known well, that. Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been lightened up in whatever junior league he probably yeah, plays. It's going to be great. Not sure. Uh, all right, back to Judd here. Uh, Judd trails one to nothing to Thomas. Sean also yet to get on the board. Let's try Torin Yader-Wallace. 
Torin oh. Yader Wallace. Oh, I got this one for is sure. Is that okay? Fire away. This is an Edina hockey player. Oh, sorry. Wait, wait. Someone. Ouch. How could that not be an Edina kid? <laughs> because that is a skier slash snowboarder. Oh, I was sure with that name, that kid would be from the western suburbs. <laughs> Little sniveling 12-year-old. Darn it. He might be. He just made his way to Pyongyang, too. Mommy, I don't want to go outside. All right, Drive let's... me to hockey practice and drop me off at the door. <laughs> Mother. Mother, should I go with three pop collars or two today? My skates aren't sharp enough. I can't play today. Thomas, let's try this one. Keaton McCargo. <laughs> Keaton McCargo, U.S. hockey player, U.S. skier, snowboarder, or squirt hockey player from Edina? Uh, I'm going to go total stab skier. Oh, Thomas. Okay, this might be Thomas. a runaway here. Oh, okay. I Thomas is doing really well. This might be a runaway. Let's try Sean again here, Sean. Let's right. go. Let's try uh, Evan Smolik. Evan Smolik. Uh, got to be in a Dinah Squared, isn't it? No, 100%. Yeah. All right. 100%. <laughs> number one, and he's the goalie, so he's the star goalie. One of the best goals against averages in the division I've heard how's, this year. How's his last name spelled? Uh, uh, S-M-O-L-I-K. So it's not Z? I, I thought it might be uh, Doug Smolik, the former uh, golfer's kid, maybe. Hmm. No, I'm serious. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I don't, I don't know enough about Edina Squirt Hockey. Oh, I thought you had it in you. front of you, the spelling of the last name. No, right. I mean, I have it. I just don't know like what his right. social security number is. Or no, I just want to know who his Doug's I don't kid. Know, no, I don't know who a little kid's parents are, Judd. I'm sorry. North Stars drafted him eighth overall in like 89 or something. Anyway, keep going. Hey, who's your who's your dad? You want to come into my windowless bunnies van? Don't make it creepy. You want some chicken wings? Don't make it creepy. <laughs> and by the way, Edina people hang out at Buddy's all the time. <laughs> all right, back to Judd here. Chorsky there every once in a while. Let's try this one for Judd. Let's go with uh, McCray Williams. Is that a U.S. hockey player, an Edina sport <laughs> hockey player, or a U.S. freestyle skier? Oh, McCray Williams sounds to me like he should be a U.S. hockey player. <laughs> oh, this hurts. <laughs> Oh, this has been a tough game for me. Close. He's definitely an Olympian. He just puts, like, those boards on his feet. He's a skier. Oh, that name wasn't nearly pretentious enough for me to think it was a skier. McCray? Uh, yeah, I thought McCray would be hockey. Yeah, oh, it's kind of McCray, kind of pretentious. Yeah, it's a little pretentious, it's pretentious. but not as, not as pretentious as the last name I got wrong. I thought it was any Dynakid. <laughs> that was pretentious. All right, Thomas here with his third crack at it to, uh, to stay perfect. Vince Miro. Vince Miro, is that an Edina Squirt hockey player, a skier, or a U.S. hockey player? Five seconds. Hmm. Sounds like an actor. I'm going to go with a Edina hockey player. Yeah. Why oh, is everyone is, winning? This is amazing. Why is everyone winning but me? It's possible Thomas hangs around youth hockey rinks yeah, in a you trench coat. To, are you going to games at Braemar? Well, no, but uh, I don't know. That was just a stab in the dark. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Sure All right, so was. Thomas is dominating here. Let's go back to Sean. Where's Chris Hansen? <laughs> hey, Thomas, could you sit down for a second? Just got a couple questions for you. Come on over here. Let's Sean, sit down at the kitchen table. All right, Sean. Let's try uh, Noah Welch. Noah Welch. I'll go U.S. hockey player. That's right. He's a I'm defenseman. Done. I can't win. Now I give up. 
He's a defenseman. It's been a terrible, terrible game show for me. Uh, the score right now is Thomas with three, Sean with two, Judd yet to get on the board <laughs> with one question to go for each of you. This is just for respect right now. <laughs> All right, this is this is to just get one point. I know, Judd, no, I know. Judd, tell me about it. I know. All right, let's go with um, <sighs> so many good options here. Let's try some alliteration for you. Bobby Butler. Bobby Butler. Young Bobby Butler. Is that a U.S. hockey player, U.S. skier, snowboarder, or a little kid hockey player from Edina? Just so so crucial to me right now for my self-esteem, if nothing else. I'm going to go Edina hockey player. No! (laughs) Little Bobby Butler! It's a U.S. hockey player. Maybe someday, maybe oh. someday those Edina kids can play Bobby on the level of Bud. These Edina kids don't want to play on this <laughs> hockey team for the U.S. It's a bunch of beer leaguers. They have right. much higher aspirations. Thomas, to clinch the win here, to clinch the win, U.S. Olympic hockey player, U.S. Olympic skier, snowboarder, or an Edina squirt hockey player, Mac Bohannon. Mac Bohannon for the win, Thomas. Um, let's see here. What did Judd just got it wrong, correct? Not that name. Uh not one. Three no, seconds. All right, uh skier. Wow, Thomas. I give up. Thomas I, I goes give, four I for four. Up. He knows his Olympic hockey players <laughs> and his little kid hockey players. <laughs> You're both gonna win. Better to be lucky than good. Sometimes it's better to be to be creepy than than not creepy. <laughs> Judd, I, Judd, Judd's out of the room. Give up. Congratulations to both contestants for dominating Judd. Thomas and Sean will put you both on hold. You're both winners on Game Show Friday on Mackie and Judd. But I'm not. You want to try a couple more just for fun here? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I could certainly try and get on the board still. How about um, Emerson Smith? Emerson Smith. Emerson Smith sounds like a U.S. hockey player. What is he? What is em- what He's is a Emerson? Skier snowboarder. Skier. What about Gus Kenworthy? Oh, Gus. Gus is too. I don't think you have a little kid named Gus. I'm gonna go back to U.S. hockey player. Don't tell me it's any Dinah kid. Skier snowboarder. Okay. This has been really tough. I'm, what, I think I'm officially over six now. Uh, not R- over seven. Ryan Zapolsky. Ryan Zapolsky. Oh, Ryan Zapolsky. Definitely Dinah hockey player. <laughs> See how confident I was there? Now I'm just, it's so bad, I've just become confident in my guesses being wrong. How about Trig Opsal? That sounds like a kid I'd beat up. Um, Trig Opsal, Trig Opsal. He died a kid. He's on the board. And, and by that, and by, it sounds like a kid I'd beat up. I don't mean like right now. I mean, well, in, that's good. I mean, in 20 years, in which case that'd be bad because I'd be in my 60s by then and then Trig would kick my butt. Oh, there's really no way to smoothly transition into prime mortgage lending, but Judd's going to try right now. Well, I'm bad at uh, game shows, certainly, but I'm good at this. I'm good at asking you a very important question right now, and that is this question. What would you think if I told you a mortgage company's philosophy was this? We would rather earn your trust than sell you a loan. I'll say it again. We would rather earn your trust than sell you a loan. You're going to think to yourself, first of all, Judd, you're crazy. Second of all, that sounds too good to be true. And I'm going to tell you, no, it's not too good to be true. Prime Mortgage 
Lending in Bloomington is exactly where you'll find this. Kent McCollum, my friend, his team, they are all about earning your trust. They are all about getting you into a situation where you're comfortable. And if that means that they do business with you, fantastic. If it means they don't, that's okay, too. This is not about selling you on something. Prime and Kent and his team believe in teamwork and collaboration. If you're shopping for a new mortgage, you can count on Prime to give you sound advice and straight answers. All you have to do is check out uh, GoPrimeWithKent.com. That's GoPrimeWithKent, K-E-N-T.com. Do it today and check out GoPrimeWithKent.com. Mackie and Judd now continue on 1500 ESPN. 1500 ESPN and Sprint want to send you to the ESPN campus in Bristol. You and a guest will receive a round-trip airfare to Bristol to get an exclusive tour of ESPN. Sit in during Golik and Wingo. Meet the boys and more. You have to stop in any participating Minnesota Sprint store. Today is the last day to enter, so maybe stop in one on your lunch break right now on the way home. Whatever it is, just get it done. And you can enter to win that trip that money cannot buy. More details, 1500ESPN.com, keyword Sprint. Thank you, Dave Harrigan. You're welcome, John <clears throat> Zolgad. I call for a welfare check on Ed. How is Ed doing? Ed called, oh, what, good three days ago now. Phil cut him off at the knees, and we have not heard from Ed since. It sounded like this. Ed, you're on Mackie and Judd. Yeah, I called in a couple months ago, was concerned about the Gopher basketball program. A couple questions. Yep. When they got Patino, I thought they were going to recruit Minnesota guys. They still don't get the Minnesota players. Ed, they, Ed, Ed, they ju- Ed, you got to bring facts when you call. I'm sorry, but so they just landed for next year three of the top five in-state recruits. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't understand. Okay, thank you. Anybody heard from Ed since? Anybody heard from Ed since that call? I feel so bad. He apologized. Well, I was, okay, if he had said, if he had come back over the top and said, I get that. I'm talking about Trey Jones. I'm talking about the number one guy, Trey Jones, who went to Duke. I think then, then it opens up, oh, okay, okay, that's, okay. That's a criticism. It's fair. But he just kind of turtled. Do you realize (laughs) that poor Ed didn't even get to point two? Did he have two points? I think, Is that what he said? I think the call starts by saying I've got a couple points. I think that's what he said. Yeah, I can double check here. Ed, you're on Mackie and Judd. Yeah, I called in a couple months ago. Was concerned about the Gopher basketball program. Couple questions. Yeah, two, two questions, questions right there. Question two didn't even get off the ground because you rejected him. You tumbled him right at the rim, <laughs> and then you said no, Ed, no, and you shook your finger. Well, Roger tweets in. The longer you guys talk about the wild, the more I feel like Ed, the caller whose feelings were destroyed by Phil, thinking about curling up in the fetal position and weeping. Yeah. Well, you can't just come on and. And spew fake news. We're trying to prevent fake news in this country. And saying the Gophers don't recruit Minnesota kids and don't land Minnesota kids is fake news. We've been encouraging Ed to call back for at least two days now, and we've not heard from him. I just want to know he's okay. We have three minutes left in the show, Ed. 651-646-8255. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't understand. Okay, thank you. (laughs) 877-615-1500 if you're, you're out there. Outstate? I think you think Ed moved to Duluth now. He's got to call 877-615-1500. He might have just turned the dial. We don't know. Yeah, that's he probably turned it down on the AM on the AM side I just a few notches. Ed strikes me as loyal AM guy. Uh, this is a story that just came out from our buddy Brian Murphy, who's he might be in studio with us on Monday to go over this. He had to sit down with Paul Molitor. 
Just a wide-ranging interview. It's available now on TwinCities.com or PioneerPress.com. And Mal- so I'm going to read you a couple little excerpts about they, they separated this as a, as a separate story about Miguel Sano. The Twins want a resolution to Major League Baseball's investigation of Miguel Sano before spring training, but they're unlikely to get it until later this month at the earliest. The team is not expected to learn the fate of its star third baseman before the club's first full squad workout on February 19th, according to a person with direct knowledge. So Sano will have to face questions in Fort Myers about lingering allegations of sexual harassment levied by a Twin Cities photographer. Molitor said he's trying to establish a deeper relationship with Sano to help the talented but enigmatic cleanup hitter mm. reach his full potential as a reliable run producer and professional. Uh, quote from Molitor, we didn't talk too much about the report. They talked on the phone uh, briefly after the incident. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk too much about the report other than that he was very strong on where he stands and what happened. He's denying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spent more time talking about his program and getting ready for the season. It's a bit frustrating that we're almost into spring training and nothing's been determined. I think that puts a lot of pressure on him going into camp and having to face questions. Now, on one hand, it'd be nice if they'd wrap up the investigation. But on the other hand, if these things are true, yeah, it's, um, you could wait. I mean, yeah. wait your turn. Right. Like, yeah, sorry they're, that you have to answer no questions ob- about obligation it. Obligation to, like, wrap up the deal before. Yeah. Like, sorry. If, if they it's, or something. And now he's not. denying it. But if, if it's true, right. then I don't feel bad that he has to answer questions about behavior at spring training. Absolutely. In the yeah. middle of 80 degree in sunny Florida. That's interesting that Paul told Brian, though, that he's trying to develop a deeper relationship there. So. This is, I mean, if you think about this for Sano's sake, this year is just absolutely crucial. Like, this is the decision year. Are you going to be an unbelievable baseball player who can still play some third base for a few years? Or are you going to be a guy that hits monster home runs and uh, enjoys life and eats well and is going to be seen as a guy who just hits bombs and that's it? Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to baseball season starting up. Uh, Derek Wetmore is going to be down there for like a month starting next week for 1500ESPN.com, Touch Them All podcast. And Royce, he's, he's going back down there, I think, today. Was he going back down? He's going, uh, yesterday. He's going to be back on the air today. Okay, so he's di- from Fort Myers. That's he's on the air. Uh, my Speaking of like the, the Dave Pash, Bill Walton odd couple, Derek Wetmore living with Patrick Royce for a month in Fort Myers. That right there is the ultimate media odd couple. Yes. Derek, who eats like a rabbit. Yes. Pat, who has never touched a salad in his life. Derek, who's like, more introverted and concerned, mindful more, and concerned. More concerned yeah. about life. Yeah. I think it's a kind way Pat, to put it. Pat, who's much more extroverted and yep. bleep you. Yep. We should almost have a camera inside oh, that condo that for the entire year. month. We like a big brother year. style situation. Oh, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> Pat wandering around in... The- Various states. Of I dress, remember one time I lived. I lived sometimes. with Pat for a few weeks, about seven years ago, in Fort Myers. From we had a we had a condo for our station, and I must have surprised him coming home a little early. Boxers? No. What? It was like a Sasquatch sighting okay, running, running across the road. Just stop. From the shower okay, to the closet. I'll see you Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're back Monday. <laughs>